episode 164 of Brutal Battle. It's a guy we have on quite a few times. It is Dan Kim, and Dan Kim, I am always glad to see you, sir. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I, I take it you're glad to have the listeners hear you? Um, as far as I can tell, they're just hypothetical listeners. That's true. So, I know, uh, I know that they're real in some on some plane, but in my plane, they're, they're just theoretical. Kyle Norman. Kyle Norman's for sure. He's been uh, with us since day one, and he <laughs> listens to every single one. So, even if it's only Kyle Norman who's listening to this, that's enough. You know? Doing it for someone. And Kyle we trust. <laughs> that, that is true. And Kyle we do trust. So, we're going to forego beer Googles on this episode because... We're going to have a warm-up beer, and then I have an email to read and a topic that's tied into it. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to forego beer Googles. Maybe we'll hit it on the next episode. So sorry to people who really want that. I don't know. Only listen for beer Googles. <laughs> Only listen for beer Googles. They, they just listen. listen for like the first few minutes, and they're like, I'm turning it off. That's possible. <laughs> I don't know. So we're going to do a warm-up beer. Um, this is from The Brewery out of Placentia, California. Uh, this is a series that they started doing. I don't know if they're releasing this other than just for like their Reserve Society folks. Um, they do societies. If people don't know about it, you can look it up. I will do an episode about beer societies at some point because there are a lot of breweries starting to do it now. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a lot, but more are starting to do it. Um, so this is their Frucht, which means fruit in German. And right. it's a whole series that they're doing. It's a Berliner Weiss as the base, and then they put some fruit in it. And they've done a few different ones. So they have this one, which is the apricot fruit. Um, they've also released one with yumberry, one with blueberry, one with passion fruit. Uh, and then I know, like, for some special events, they released one with watermelon and one with cucumber. Yumberry does not sound like a real thing. <laughs> it sounds like it's in the same category as, like... Snozberries. Uh, Snozberries <laughs> and, uh, you know, the things that... Uh, you know, the bouncing teddy bears. What was that cartoon? The bouncing teddy bears? Gummy bears? Yeah, gummy bears. Gum, gummy bears. Gummy berries. <laughs> I like I like the uh, reference to gummy bears. Also, nice. whatever whatever that thing that Smurfs did. What, what do you mean that they did? Didn't they have some sort of, I don't know. Like fruit? Yeah, they had like some sort did of they? berry. Did they? Yeah, they, there was like some sort of berry. That Are you did. getting them confused with uh, the um, fraggles and how they... Needed radishes? No, because I, I, I never watched Fraggle Rock. Oh, God, that's terrible. All right, so uh, this is 4.4% alcohol by volume. Um, not a big surprise. A lot of, uh, you know, sours have lower ABVs, especially mm -hmm. something like a Berliner Weiss. Smell it. Smell, definitely smells funky. Yeah, and it smells apricot -y, although it's like, I, I, like 80% of the time when I have apricot, it's in, a, in the dried variety. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's rare for me to have fresh apricot. Mm. Actually, the smell of that, like, rich apricot with, mm -hmm. like, the funkiness, I think goes really well together on the nose. Yeah, I love it's also exactly the color of an apricot, which I, I, I've... It is, it like. really is. Actually, which reminds me, I should turn some more lights on in here. <laughs> I thought this was just mood lighting, Carlin. <laughs> You're trying to get me liquored up so you can have your way with me. It's not going to work, <sighs> sir. If I really wanted to, we would... We would have gone not with the 4.4% beer. <laughs> I, I have things way higher, like in the 20s. Oh, that is... I'm, I'm ready I, to get into this. This yeah. smells delicious. Mm. 
It is good. The but the Berliner Weiss base is mm-hmm. just super tasty and clean. Mm-hmm. It is a really clean taste. There's a little bit of that kind of like funky aspect. It's got a really sour kick at the end, like really sour. Um, probably one of the most sour Berliner Weisses I've ever had, to be honest. Right, it, but it's it's also a cheese to be highly sour, but also have like a softness to it, which mm-hmm. I really like. Which it's, just reminds me of like the apricot like skin that's kind of soft on the outside. Apricots are a little fuzzy. Yeah, they're fuzzy. They? Yeah. yeah. Like, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, yeah, you get a lot of apricot in it, and then that funkiness and that, that extreme sour mm-hmm. for a little bit, which is lemony. A lot of times right. the sour is lemony. So, I, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, it's the water they're using. Like, maybe it's a soft water, or maybe it's something else, but it's it, it, it just rushes off your tongue in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a nice way. It does. I mean, they could even be, like, engineering their own water, basically, because that's a thing that breweries have been doing, mm-hmm. where they can basically use reverse osmosis to just strip water down and then rebuild it with whatever minerals they want for whatever taste. That's insane that we're there at that point with, with craft beer. Yeah. And we've been there for a that's bit That's, like, now. Skynet level or something. <laughs> it is. It's like Terminator 2. Yes. Drink with me if you want to live. <laughs> that's terrible. That was a bad joke right there. Um, all right, so I want to read a read an e- email that we got while we continue to sip on this fruit apricot. Good job, brewery, by the way. Good job, brewery. And uh, it's an email that I got from our dude Phil, Phil Rudy from Independent Brewing, who was on this podcast not much more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, you know, Independent Brewing's been going on for a while, and we talked a little bit about Independent Brewing on one of the previous episodes. So he was actually listening to it and uh kind of made him think oh i you know i wanted to tell carlin some stuff so he said oh i guess it was episode 147 where i brought him up because he says it here he said hey hope all is well just listen to episode 147 and had the laugh it was very interesting that you begin with talking about hangovers and feeling bad after beer then you talk about us independent that is uh, mention mention our gluten-free beers and don't make any connection. Uh, one of the reasons for feeling like crap after beer, especially craft beer, is gluten. Of course, there is also dirty draft lines, which you won't find here because we personally clean every two weeks. High fructose corn syrup, which is what some of the big brewers use as a cheap fermentable. And of course, dehydration from having one too many. But gluten is definitely a possibility. I hear it all the time that people never feel hungover after coming here, so there is a validity to the argument. Try it sometime. Cheers, Philip Rudy. So what percentage of his beers are gluten-free? Um, okay, so it it had been varying, and a lot of times, like, he has, like, 20 taps, I think. And mm-hmm. when, we, when I would go, a lot of times, it'd be, like, 12 beers. 12 okay. of those beers are gluten-free. So that's great for people with, like, celiacs or gl- gluten sensitivities, although I know there are people who contend that there's no such thing as gluten sensitivity, that it's either celiacs or Right, and then people with celiacs are uh, X percentage of the population that's pretty low. Yeah. Right. But I have known people who legitimately claim that, and, you know, I I believe their conviction. I don't know. Right. Well, like, uh, Jordan, my buddy Jordan, he's been on this podcast some time ago. He was on, but uh, his wife, uh, she has celiacs, and so she loves beer, but she has had a problem with finding good beer that's Mm gluten-free. Well, when Independence started doing the gluten-free beer, 
they were, she heard about it, got excited and went there because she had just heard there was some. And then she got there and she's like, oh my God, there's like so much. So I was actually talking to Jordan today and he said that's become like their go-to spot nice. because of that. So it's a great thing. But I, you know, I had actually talked to Phil about this and, and he was just kind of saying that he definitely has had people tell him and he has experienced that the, the no gluten factor has a, like a big amount to do with not feeling as hungover. And not feeling, like, bloated and crappy when you drink beer? The bloated part, I could believe. It's funny because I always associate hangovers in part with sugary with, with sugary drinks. I've always right. made that connection. I don't know if how true that connection is, but it's been always the thing that's, uh, you know, been communicated to me. is like, oh, you have, you know, fruity crock cocktails all night, then the next morning. Or if you, you know... Red wine has a lot of sugar in it, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that might give you a, a big hangover at the end of the day. But just in general, craft beer is just heavier yeah. than than a lot of other uh, beers that are available to you. So yeah. that might have some way to do with it, too. Well, out of um, curiosity, I emailed him back and, you know, asked him, well, what do you, you know, how are you making the, all these beers gluten-free? And he said he uses Brewer's Clarex, which is something that's used actually as a clarifying agent mm-hmm. to make the beer look clear without actually having to filter it. Um, hmm. And it also removes the gluten. Like it, it's something he puts in the wort to attract particulates? Uh, yeah, okay. I believe so. I, actually, I don't know if it's in the wort or if it's after. I would okay. assume it probably is the wort, though. It sounds similar to, oh, this is a cooking thing where, like, how you make consommes, like, uh, this thing where um, you can take, like, like stock, and mm-hmm. it might be, like, dirty or something like that, and you can build this this uh, this food contraption that attracts all the particulates, and you just scum the whole thing off. Nice. And, but, if um, so that's when you mentioned the, what is it called again? Brewer's Clarex. Right. So in my mind, there could be just totally something not like that at all. But that's the thing. That's yep. the imagery that came to my mind. I mean, you could definitely be right. It sounds, you know. I don't know. I don't know that much about that product. That was the first I'd actually heard of it. So, hmm. um, But it was interesting because actually when I talked to Phil, I actually just talked to him last week when we were recording. Um, I went in and all the beers were gluten-free at that point. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I should have asked him, I don't know if they're all going to be gluten-free from here on out. It mm-hmm. kind of seemed like that's what he was getting at um, one, of the, one of the times that I did talk to him. So he might be only doing gluten-free from now on, which, you know, cool. It's, it's right. great for options for people. Um, but also, uh, it was interesting because he had brought up to me when I was talking to him that there was some person who had given him a review. I don't know if it was like on Yelp or like a review on their Facebook page, but mm-hmm. it was somewhere. And they said that it was a terrible establishment because all the beer was gluten-free when the guy was there. Well, I remember this is probably less than two years ago. So, you know, relatively recently. Um, just that when gluten-free beers started coming onto the market, they kind of got a reputation of being terrible. And that's, and that's accurate, and I think probably a good reason for that was that um, a lot of, I think a lot of breweries were using sorghum in the beer, and it, it just gave it this weird... Isn't it like a minty thing? I, I don't think it's so much minty, it's just this kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know the best way to 
to explain it, it's it's a little salty. It's a little kind of tastes like clay to a degree. It's odd, it, and it's got some, some sweetness to it as well. But it's hmm. and it's weird. Um, but yeah, I had tasted a decent amount of gluten free beers early on, and I felt the same way. I'm like, this is not. Well, good. it's also that if you're if you're doing like a gluten free, is kind of like a gimmick or just a, an attractor for. Uh, people like Jordan's wife, mm-hmm. then it's not the regular thing you're doing. And so maybe you don't have the expertise, yeah. you know, whereas Phil with independent, he's, it sounds like he's doing it all the time and he's yeah. been able to perfect his, his, uh, his craft and now he's good at it. Yeah. So it's like anything practice, practice, you know? Yeah. Well, the, he, he was kind of just like, this is kind of ridiculous that this guy's blasting me just for having gluten-free beers because <laughs> And I, and I wonder, hearing that, if the person, if they didn't say it was gluten-free and he drank it, what would his, you know, opinion have been? Would it have been different? Because right. of, like you were saying, you know, people just having this preconceived notion that gluten-free beers aren't that good, he may have been drinking it and just thinking, well, I bet if it had gluten in it, it would taste so much better. Right. Now, I, have, I haven't personally stepped in to his place in a while, so how mm-hmm. prominent is the gluten-free, like... Is is it like well uh, advertised that ev- that these are gluten free stuff, or is it just kind of like a side note that oh by the way these are gluten free? I mean, every time I've been in there, it's written on their board where all their taps are listed. Okay. So, I mean, the information's available. I'm sure there are people that don't see it because mm-hmm. you know there are always people who aren't going to see something. But I mean, it's all that info's always been there when I've been there. Right. It's so. like how. Sometimes you like vegetarian restaurants don't advertise themselves as vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Like they're just this is good food. And by the way, you know you may notice that we don't have a lot of meat on our menu. <laughs> right, right. But the thing for me is, uh, you know, we've been to Independent quite a few times at this point, uh, Rebecca and I, and we enjoy the beers. Mm-hmm. You know, to varying degrees. You know, I don't love everything. Um, it's all at least good. You know, and and for me, I'm looking for more than good when I go out just because I drink so much beer and because I have so much at my house. Right. But he definitely has those beers that are just, like, better than good. They're quite good. Like one we had when we were there recently, um, cereal, his cereal killer. Nice. The oatmeal stout. And we had the version with coffee added. Really, really good. The coffee was so nice in it. And then he also put it on a randle, uh, put it through a randle with uh, vanilla beans and raisins. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about the raisins in there, but it was really nice. Right. It will probably taste like breakfast oatmeal or um, or even like rice. That was probably. Like, yeah. like rice pudding or something like that. Yeah. That, and that was probably the type of aim, but it was, I mean, it was really good. Yeah. He's doing some really nice stuff. Plus he's been doing some, um, some, a little bit of barrel aging. Which I had one of his barrel-aged beers. I think it was... Oh, actually, I think it was the Serial Killer Bourbon Barrel-Aged. Yeah, I can't... It was just really was it, good. Was it independent that you were... No, I'm, never mind. You were you were talking about a different brewery that was that was uh, starting up a huge barrel program. Starting? Yeah, I don't know. I talk about a lot of breweries. Is it Modern Times? <laughs> um, we had talked about that. Modern Times, I think, has been doing one for for a while now. Or... or um... Mason Hill or whatever. Nah, I'm not familiar with them. It's a, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Manor Hill. 
Oh yes, yes. Actually, that's exactly is man. It was Manor Hill. Okay. Who who's starting? And actually, we should probably. I'll talk about that maybe on the next episode. Okay. Because Rebecca and I went to a release for their first, you know, barrel aged beer. Um, yeah, I'm pulling off topic though. So. No, that's fine because it it can bleed into the next episode and right. a little teaser for everyone if you want to hear about that. It's a hyper local brewery though, so people might not you know know much. So. Um, as this uh, fruit apricot is warming up, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's just super drinkable. The sourness goes away as you get used to it, and you're just left with this yummy, slightly tart Berliner Weiss and yeah. this cool apricot notes. And after a while, you don't even taste the apricot. You just taste, you know, it just becomes the background flavor, and you're just enjoying it. It's, it's just nice and refreshing, and you could just totally sit back and you know, on a, on a porch and, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoy, 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 enjoy the weather. And I'm, you know, I know it's sour because it's building phlegm in the back of my throat, but yeah, it's not tasting as sour because, you know, palate's acclimating to that sourness, but I feel like it's, it's coming off more juicy to Mm -hmm. me now, like apricot juicy. Um, and I like it. It's good. You know, this is, this is really good with. Ice I would, cream? No, I was thinking pork chops. Mm. You're totally right. Pork chops would be... Oh, yeah. With some sage. I like sage. Sage is good, yeah. Pork, sage, crusted pork chops. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that with some, you know, garlic pan roast, uh, pan roasted Swiss chard. Oh, this is so On speci- the side. This is so, so, that, uh... so specific, Carlin. <laughs> You've been digging into your blue uh, blue apron too hard or whatever. I don't really cook that much. I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't even like to cook. What I like to do is just make one massive meal at the beginning of the week and eat leftovers the entire week. Oh, because I, it's just easier. Like, who has time after work? I'm, I'm the cook in my house and I cook, I cook dinner probably at least... Six times a week. But that's because you also like it. You like to cook. Sure. I despise it. <laughs> I might not as much if I if I wasn't doing tons of dishes, you know. But I just like... Because I'm one of those people that I have to like do the dishes as I go. Not, I'm going to make a big mess and then leave it for later type thing. Because that stresses me out. I'm just like, no. no you're, you're like my wife. She's she's <laughs> constantly cleaning up after me while I'm doing stuff. I was like, wait, where did that pan go? I'm still using it. She's like, oh, I washed it. Just like, damn it. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, anyway, gluten-free beers. I think this could be a sign of, of things changing as far as gluten-free beers go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how secret of technique that Phil's has Phil's doing so. I mean, probably not if it's if it's a you know brand product, you know. Right. So maybe it's just we don't know many people are who are doing it at this point. So. Right, and he's still he's still local, and he's Very not local. and he's not in stores. So it's right. like I don't know how many people are trying him out outside of our county. Although he's got a canning line now. Oh yeah. All right. So um, I don't know if that means he's just going to be canning stuff to purchase at the brewery. Mm-hmm. or if he's going to be sending that out to some local liquor stores too, but we'll, right. we'll find out. Either way, he's at the beginning stages. So. Yeah. I'd love to get my hands on some of those cans because uh, right now he has the Crowlers, which Crowlers are awesome too, you know, the can Crowlers. But um, sometimes for me, I, I don't want to do 32 ounces in one night. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather have like, you know, some 12-ounce cans and drink it that way. 
spaces it out more, you know, makes it last. So that's what I'm about. <laughs> but anyway, good stuff. Um, let's do our mystery beers here. Yeah. So mystery beers uh, looking very, very different. I'm thinking. Yeah, A is like a dark orange. Yeah. Like a deep amber. And then, I mean, B is, B is so dark it almost looks purple. Like, <laughs> it kind of looks like motor oil, especially like the head is like super brown yeah. when you just swirl it up a little bit. It's a really brown head. Kind of reminds me of Ten Fitty. Yeah, it's sticking to the sides pretty good. So yeah, we'll see what motor that is. Oily. But let's uh, let's start smelling a the one that looks like it'll probably be some sort of IPA or something. Yeah, it's oh I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just... well, while you clean up, I'll describe what I'm smelling. Yeah, go ahead because I just uh, made a mess. It definitely smells like an IPA, maybe even a. Uh, Maybe a strong ale or a double IPA. It definitely has those um, those dank hopsters. I'm I'm smelling pine, mm. and it smells really good. Oh oh my god! There's maybe a, uh, maybe like orange peel or something like that. There's a lot there. of grapefruit in there. Yeah, I like that smell. That smells awesome. Mm, that does smell good. I mean, there's a. I think. I only took one sniff of it, but it smelled like maybe there was a bit of a tropicality, like some mango maybe, as well. Uh, I'm not getting that, but... No, yeah, no, that's not accurate. It's just a lot of grapefruit, maybe a little bit of apricot, or maybe that's confusion from the fruit. (laughs) Uh, But there's like a little bit of a kind of hay note on the end of the nose. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, smells like it's got a decent amount of, like, a malt backbone to it, too. Like, a little bit of that malty sweetness in there. I don't know. I'm, I'm smelling a ton of hops in there. So. <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's definitely a, a crap ton of hops. Well, let's try it. It smells outstanding. Oh. It doesn't... Mm. This... Mm. I was enjoying the smell more than the taste. I mean, the taste is... The taste is good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was saying on the smell... It smelled to me like there was a decent amount of a maltiness to it. There is a significant malt backbone, which I'm liking because I feel like it makes the the what you would have as typically like uh, light grapefruit flavors taste a little mm-hmm. more rich and dark, like more like they're dehydrated as opposed to like regular form mm-hmm. uh, fruit. And I, I, I kind of like that. I'd also say it's a lot thinner than I was expecting based on its smell. And right, right I when I and also right when I, 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 I tasted it and then I smelled it again and I was getting a little bit of like um, that cat penis. Okay, yeah, like a little so, Yeah, um, there's a like a Cheerios aftertaste on this, and, yeah, a, and not not honey nut like the the plain <laughs> Cheerios. Don't you think like that cereal Cheerios quality? There's I'm also getting like. Grape, this is like an aftertaste of like a grapefruit pith. Yeah. Or something like that. I can see that. Yeah, and, no, you're right. Um, I can honestly, see I, 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 Me personally, I really enjoy the smell more than the taste. Like, uh, I'm not sure about I, loving this taste. I agree with you on that. I like the beer, though. I like it. I don't love, like, think it's amazing. I think it's good. I could keep drinking this. I'll finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see situations where I could think about buying it, um, if I'm in the right <laughs> mood, to be honest, but uh, that kind of Cheerios aftertaste is a little odd to me. Yeah, and there's some sort of other fruit on the 
um, as part of the aftertaste that I'm having trouble t- um, placing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's... I'm also perceiving a decent amount of alcohol to it. It's it's yeah. definitely very present when right. I... When but I it doesn't it, have so. the syrupiness that you, that you would associate with... Um, well, I was expecting maybe WLPA, and then with um, even with the alcohol, it's not doesn't have that syrupy finish that a lot of those do. So, I agree. I was pretty surprised with the the body of it mm-hmm. being as light, but it's not like su- like it is super light. It's like a medium light body. Um, yeah, I kind of like made up my own scale on body, mm-hmm. like medium light, medium heavy, heavy light. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's my thing. I don't know. I think it's better just to compare it to celebrities that we okay. know. <laughs> okay, in in this case, so if it's medium light, who's like a medium light celebrity? It's it's An- Andy Dick body. Oh, Andy Dick is <laughs> light uh, light. Andy Dick is light just light light heavy <laughs> or medium light. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe like. Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, that's like medium light. Okay, got it. I gotcha. Okay. So this is a Matt Damon body beer. Goodwill hunting, Matt Damon. Goodwill hunting, Matt Damon, got it. Because we gets, need to carry this over. Because he to bolts the next up one. late in later in life. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well let's then move to B then. This is the one that was super dark. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to smell this. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. I'd like you to go first. I know uh, what I smelled with. Ton of coffee. There's some coffee in there. There's... I'm getting... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. You're good. I'm getting some, like, molasses. And yeah. Then, like, brown sugar. Oh, yeah. Good call on the brown sugar. Almost a little caramelly. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. So, for me... Because for me, like, brown sugar and caramel are very close because, I mean, they actually are in real life. Right. But, um... It, there, there's kind of that fine line where like brown sugar's kind of more light flavor and then caramel mm-hmm. gets a little bit of like a burn to it and mm-hmm. yeah I'm also getting a little soy sauce in there too yeah it, it's got like a little bit of a jerky quality on there yeah. with a little bit of a salinity in the yeah nose. maybe 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 more towards teriyaki than soy sauce <laughs> yeah okay yeah I hear you that makes sense I'm also getting like some milk chocolate on there oh yeah yeah good call this could be like a super strong Milk stout, but it's yeah. also smelling a little smoky-ish. Yeah, I can I keep see that. Going. Yeah, so this is complex. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in that nose. All right, try it. Oh, that's thick as shit. It's like a milkshake. <laughs> that is so <laughs> thick. <laughs> that is a fight to go down my throat. Like, yeah, it's it's almost savory. Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. It actually has, like, a mushroom umami quality in the... Mm-hmm. Not, like, the mushroom flavor, but, like, the umami that you right. get off mushrooms. It has that, which is really interesting. What do you get well, in the flavor? Just a ton of... <clears throat> uh, I'm getting a, I'm getting some, some char. Yeah, I get that and as well. That, a little ashy. That chocolate coffee thing we're talking yep. about, but, like, more like dark chocolate. Yep, I'm there. It's honestly also a little bit of fudginess. Yeah, and I think that's actually probably coming about because of the um, how thick it is. Yeah, I agree. Because it's almost like you have to chew this sucker. <laughs> as far as body goes, this is like heavy, heavy body. I mean, celebrity-wise, what are we talking? Uh, I would say 
a little, I would say, uh, like, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he dead? He's dead, isn't he? No, Cedric? It's Cedric? No, no you're... Oh, no, he's still alive, that's the, right. The, um, Bernie Mac is dead. Bernie Mac is dead, that's right. I always confuse those two guys for some reason. And that's the really other two odd. are, the other two are definitely alive. Of the Kings of, of Comedy? The, of the Kings, know. right. Got it. So... No, I think, because what you were saying for A was with Matt Damon, you were comparing it to, like, how popular. So I don't really feel like, you know. No, I, no I'm, I'm, I'm body type and, and uh, mouthfeel. That's the analogy we're using. Oh, you were, lo- oh, okay, looking at, like, their actual build. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was coming from it. <laughs> I was coming at it from the aspect of like popularity. Oh, like are they A lists or oh, D lists? That's whatever. a totally different game, Carlin. Yeah, it's very different. I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah. Now the whole audience can be on board. Yeah. Well, that fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is. Oh, man, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of uh, a jerky quality. To me, and I think it's it's a lot of it's coming from the fact that you're getting a good ashiness, like that char you were talking about on there. Yeah, I mean, this is so thick bodied, and it's like, and has such a bitter profile. It almost feels like uh, drinking a steak with that had like that was like maybe crusted in cocoa powder or something like that. I mean, it's it's milky like milk chocolatey at the same time it is as it is dark. But I think I'm mainly saying that because of the what the mouthfeel makes me think. I do think actually taste wise, if you really focus on just that, it is more of a dark chocolate in there. But, right. but it getting... makes me think milk chocolate with how how the, the creaminess of the mouthfeel is. I guess I'm leaning more towards savory thoughts because uh-huh. I'm still getting a lot of soy sauce. No, oh, there is a lot of that. There's or as you were saying, maybe more teriyaki, but... Right. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of play in this beer. Right. And it's interesting. I don't know if this is something I could do a ton of, because, like I said, like, it's it's thick, man. It right. is rough going and down. And this is obviously... I mean, what's the minimum ABV on this? Like, nine? But it could easily Probably. be more than that. But I will say that the alcohol is not dominating. It's... No. Not at all. I mean, it's obviously there, but it's not hitting me in the face. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, and I think the body is, if it's a higher ABV, I think the body's really hiding it. Mm-hmm. So, plus, I mean, all those, all those very, flavors. Yeah, strong flavors. Right. This is something you definitely want to share with somebody. I don't, I don't think that, oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to do 12 ounces of this. I went back to A after having B, and I think A actually tastes even better now. Mm. It's still got that weird Cheerios ending to it, but it's good. Yeah, I it does like taste better. It. You know why? It's because a lot of its flaws or like the the weird bitterness uh, profile it had got kind of eliminated by B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you can just kind of taste it. It almost has um, it's not. It's kind of, it almost tastes clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not clean, but it's just by comparison. Yeah. Um, okay. I think I know where I'm going to go on these. Do you have ideas? You can go <clears> first <throat> or second. Your, your call. 
Well, with A, I was thinking, uh, I was flirting with two, but I think I'm going to give it A a three. A three. And uh, I'll give B a four. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to bump them up. Um, for A, I'm actually going to go four. Wow. I like that. I like it. It's yeah, you good. like it more than I do. I like it. I would give it a five if that Cheerio flavor was not on the end. Because that is that is kind of taking it down for Why me. do you hate Cheerios so much? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm fine with Cheerios. I just don't want that flavor in my beer. I yeah. really don't. But if you take that out, that's a five, That's a number five for me. Okay. And it's, re- it's really nice. It's I will good. say, like, smell counts for something. and It, it does smell fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, that, that aroma is really awesome. So, I think four is good for me. Um, B, I'm going to bump up to a five because I mm. think it is one point better than A. I agree. And there's a lot going on. Um, and I really, res- like, I feel like you have to respect that beer. Right. I do too. But, and I will say that I recognize how, I recognize that it's well crafted and it's got a lot going on for it. But it's just, I'm just not. Current like this very second, I'm just not, not in a mood. Thing, I'm yeah. not in a mood for a beer this big, and you know that that, that I gotta like philosophize over it. <laughs> it is it is tasty and good. It is, but, it is. you know, it's fun to then uh, after B go to the Ber- the Berliner Weiss. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a total palate shock. It's so different. So yeah, I'm like trying to taste it with two different parts of my tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'm going to reveal these overall 3.5 for A and 4.5 for B, so obviously the winner is B. Um, So A, I'll reveal the loser of the episode, but not really a loser because a 3.5 is good on this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's in a can. It is. Oh, okay. Um, It's by RAR, which is I think stands for Real Ale Revival, but they just go by RAR. Uh, It's their Nanticoke Nectar IPA, 7.4% alcohol by volume. And they're out of Cambridge, Maryland. What does Nanticoke mean? Because I've heard that Uh, word before. There was Nanticoke Indian tribe in Maryland a long time ago. Oh, it's an Indian tribe. Yeah. Okay. So there are some some areas named after and things named after that Indian tribe. Respect. I'm sorry, Native American is the proper way. Um, But... This is cool because I've actually been wanting to drink more RAR because I hear a lot of good things about them. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of good things. And I think um, Draft Magazine recently came out with like their top 25 breweries in the U.S. to watch. And RAR was on the list. Nice. Which is pretty impressive. Um, so I really haven't had much of their stuff. I just keep meaning to and I just don't. Yeah. I, I tried this beer. It was a long time ago. And it was one of those situations where it was just a... Really small taste off a off a tap <laughs> off a tap at a liquor store, right? And I just remember being like, "Okay, that's good." Um, so, but anyway, um, pretty good beer. Nam Cook Nectar, it's nice. I I know a lot of people have said good things about what's this. The, so. What's the ABV on that again? Seven point four. It tastes higher. Yeah, it definitely tastes higher. It tastes like eight, maybe eight and a half. Yeah. Well, I I'm so affected by just the. Um, incoming assumption that it was going to be a strong ale or something or a, mm-hmm. or a double IPA, and I think that colored my whole experience, honestly, which for good or bad. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, you know, speaking of palate stuff, 
drinking the Berliner Weiss and then immediately drinking that Nana Coke Nectar makes the Nana Coke Nectar just taste like sugar water, basically. <laughs> it's kind of funny. All right, B, the overall winner. Oh, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, it's like sugar. Yeah. <clears throat> B, the winner uh, with 4.5 is... Oh, uh, I'm assuming it's a Stillwater beer because it's got a really weird label. <laughs> Stillwater Artisanal Ales out of a lot of places. Nomadic Brewer, whatever. But right. based out of Baltimore. Um, it's a oak-smoked imperial wheat stout. Imperial wheat stout. Oak-smoked. We picked up on the smokiness. The oak, that's where that char is coming right. from, I'm assuming. <clears throat> Uh, we knew the imperial aspect of it. Wheat. You taste wheat? Um, <clears throat> I'm. I don't. I can't admit to knowing what a wheat tastes like. Even when I eat, drink wheat beers, you know, it's. I don't know. Maybe it's performing the same function that like oats do in beer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um. So, what what would you guess ABV is on that? Nine point seven. It's ten. Yeah. Basically, you round up like we do in the states. <laughs> so uh, this is a good episode. These are good beers, and I would I'm like happy. to point out that these are both two local Maryland breweries. That's true. Uh, except we don't really know where the Stillwater beer was. Well, you I, just said Baltimore. I can no? I mean, that's where he's typically out of. This one was actually brewed in Stratford, Connecticut. Oh, so yeah. Oh, I guess he has. A location because it says brewed and bottled by Stillwater Artisanal, so I guess he's got a location there. But distributed by Twelve Percent LLC, I don't know, out of Brooklyn. So anyway, yeah, local, at least in nature. So, <laughs> uh, good episode. I'm I'm glad we got these two beers from Rebecca because they're good, they're fun, they're interesting. Yeah, and I like uh, I, I don't have <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have much experience with either of these breweries. And it was nice just being able to try something new. Yeah. Uh, with Stillwater in particular, he's always doing something crazy interesting. You know, he's, mm. he's not trying to stick to the norm. So yeah, it's always just, fun to see. And just reading the, the name title again, it's just... Yeah, what's a, it, it? Does it have a title other than that? I don't think. Uh, I don't know. It's got all these dots. And maybe if I do that cross my eyes thing it'll, uh, it'll <laughs> maybe that's what it is it'll form a word it's one of those um yeah i don't no it's called surround that's what it is oh is it oh okay i missed it it's, it's on called, the bottle it is yeah. called surround it's called surround oak smoked imperial wheat stout all right that's a new category for you <laughs> exactly get on it gabf let's, let's do a tournament of just, <laughs> just six, 16 style. beers that are, are exactly that style <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> well dan kim thank you um and we'll continue to sip on at least the fruit for the next episode and we'll see what topic we have oh yeah we teased um i don't even remember what topic but we teased After something Manor Hill? oh yes the manor hill barrels nice. yes I have a few things to say related on that, and I want your input on, so. Awesome. Anyway, thank you so much. Oh, um, I noticed that I get more people uh, following Rebecca and myself on Untapped after we say it on the on the podcast, so I think I should say it more often. So, um, you can follow myself, and I don't know what Rebecca's name is on there, but you can find her. 
I think it's just Rebecca C. So you can find her. I'm Carlin uh, Cook, C-A-R-L-I-N-C-O-O-K, or Carlton Malibu, all one word. Dan Kim, who are you? Dan K, is that you? I think I'm Daniel K. Daniel K, Dan K. I don't know. Me... You you come up as Dan K when I see you on there. That's all I know. So look for him. You'll know because he's the one. How check... many How many Dan Ks could there possibly be? You'll, you'll know it's the right one because he checks into like 10 beers on Sunday morning. <laughs> look, I just allow bottles to pile up and then my wife yells at me and then I check them all in. And then That's... get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, sounds and then right. I recycle them all. There you go. Before the before the next day. Yeah, I cannot remember my name. Yeah, that's fine, though. But uh, all the other stuff, we have a Facebook page. Just look for Brutal Battle. Website, BrutalBattle.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I do YouTube videos, short videos about beers that I'm drinking in my off time, between five minutes or less. Um, you can just search Brutal Battle Beer Break to find those. Um, also, Twitter. I'm Carlin. I'm at Brutal Battle. Or uh, at Brutal Battle, yeah. Uh, Dan's name is Daniel K one two five, so that's how you can find him. He was just showing me on his phone. So find Dan and watch him check into fifty beers on Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> I got to get the recyclables out. They they pick up on Monday. That's true. You do have to do that on Sunday. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Dan for being here. Until the next episode, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.